It's another edition of Riding Home. Dylan Weber, Dean Luggy here in Athens uh, for as we get right on top of the SEC championship game. It's Tuesday night. Uh, what did you see at practice that I missed? Maybe these, maybe these last two. These last two. Did you see? I mean, I I, I basically just watched the defensive backs. Did you see the first throw that Justin Fields made? Yes. That was. I mean, that was insane. I probably should have been a touchdown. Um, yes, he dropped the ball, yeah. right, at the end there. And I mean, so it was about a 44-yard pass on the run across his body. Going, He was going to his right, and he threw it across the field to his left. And it was just a dime to Tyler Simmons. Who dropped it. Yeah, who, yeah just straight up dropped the pass. <laughs> uh, I mean, that was, like, that was the first thing I saw, and I was like, oh. Well, it was hard to miss that. Hey, has, uh, let me ask you this. Go ahead, you can drink your coffee. No, no, it's I'm, very cold outside. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's 40-something degrees, which is no big deal, but the wind. It was like 38 when I got up this morning. The wind. I, was, I almost didn't go to class. Cause we got to work on the wind. Um, is, is Vince Dooley there that often, typically? Yeah, he, I mean, he's been here pretty often this season, I think this week probably. This week he's been around yeah. all the time. Um, he's usually at the Monday press conferences. Right. No, I mean at practices. At practices, no. Yeah, no, so he's, he's been at two practices in a row, which is which is interesting. It's not really that big of a deal to me, but yeah, I think it's just kind of something that's cool. Yeah, and we're I'm looking right now at a Jack Davis cartoon of Vince Dooley, and Vince, of course, the last coach to win the national championship here in Athens. But um, this game continues to creep up closer and closer. You know, it is hard to. Georgia really has got a fight on their hands here. This is this is similar to what they – in terms of point spread, and, and, and Fletcher Page tell me I'm getting too hung up on the point spread, which is fine. But in terms of point spread, this is about like the LSU game in 2011, which, mind you, they had a lead in the third quarter but lost. Um, they've got a real task on their hands here this week. Well, yeah, and but the thing is, the, it, it, it's not – in practice, it's not frantic. It's not practices have looked. They look the same as they always do. It's not even like like they're laser focused or anything into it. They just seem comfortable. They seem yeah. confident. They seem they seem like, like you said. It just seems like another game to them, really. And, looks, of course, they don't think that. They know it's not just. Another yeah, game. I think the whole campus knows, and the Georgia people understand how monumental this is. I wonder how many of them think, and we talked about this maybe too much yesterday. But I wonder how many of them realize that they may have to beat Alabama twice to win the national championship. I don't. Let, even, I, I don't even think that's what they're like. They. Think I, I'm about talking. It. Let, well, let's you and I talk about it just for a second. Let's not get. I'll, I'll try not to go five minutes on this. If Georgia beats Alabama, does Alabama get in? It's all. It all depends. No, no. I need a yes or no. No, I say no. So you think Oklahoma will a, a win by Oklahoma knocks Alabama out? I think so. I, just because I, I feel like because the playoff committee changes each year on kind of yeah. what what they say is like what they're looking for, and you know this a non conference champion has gotten in several times, mm-hmm. a couple of times I should say. Yeah, but I think the argument that Oklahoma goes with is say we beat everyone, everyone that we played. played. I think that's just the biggest argument they have, and a lot of it will depend on what the score is for Georgia. I mean, do they win by ten points or do they hold on and win? Yeah, you know, hold on and win is, you know, I'm not sure. We were talking earlier on Dog Post about this. If you don't go to Dog Post, you should. Uh, D-A-W-G-P-O-S-T.com. If you're in your car, keep your hands on the steering wheel. 
home. Yeah, but um, I I don't know if Georgia and Bama both arrived at this game undefeated that the loser would go this year. They would have needed Oklahoma to lose another game or Ohio State to lose another game or something. We're, we are not at the conclusion of this season, so we still don't quite know what reality will be um, about this time on Saturday. But it's just hard to see a, a conference championship loser getting in. I and mean, that's never happened before. We've never seen a conference championship yeah, loser. We've seen get someone in. a non-division winner get totally, in. but the, but the committee has been a has the committee has always seemingly been to me somewhat a prisoner of the moment. Now they Absolutely. they weren't last year, I guess you could say, but ESPN's power in this is significant. You know, tonight we will see really who benefits. I mean, like if Oklahoma is in front of Ohio State, it's hard to see Ohio State getting in front of Oklahoma for the final spot of Georgia. Loses. I will never doubt though the ability for Ohio State to sneak in. I still just Well, they're they're going to they're going to need a real big ability. They need a lot of help. They need yeah. Of help. I mean, because it's hard to whitewash. I still remember watching that go- that game where they lost to Purdue. That was awful. It was so bad. That that would you know, Georgia lost to LSU by and, 20 points. Yeah. LSU's I a mean, ranked team. Yeah, oh, and, you know, one that was in the top ten now for, like, weeks. The bulk of the season. Yeah. I'm not I'm not making fun of Ohio State right now. I don't know. Is Purdue ranked? I don't, I don't think, think they are. So. Yeah. So, I mean, like, last year Clemson lost to Syracuse, a team that wound up 4-8, and eight, and got into the playoff. But Clemson was – I think it was a slightly different situation. Wouldn't you agree? Clemson actually wound up as the one seed – with a loss to with Syracuse. With a loss to 4-8 Syracuse. I mean, there were some built-in excuses there. They were playing if, – if this is not really an excuse. They were playing on the road. Okay, so it was Ohio State. Clemson lost their quarter, starting quarterback in that game. Okay, you know. Still 4-8 Syracuse. Still 4-8. Shouldn't happen. Whatever. I don't – I mean, it's going to be hard for me to see how both Oklahoma and Ohio State get into this thing. If Georgia wins – I think it really becomes problematic for both of those teams because then you've got the variable of Alabama. And by the way, is there any scenario where Georgia is the one seed? There, there, there is not right because no, because well, no, Notre Dame. But but does Georgia at twelve and one jump over? Jump Notre Dame? They should. Do they? I don't think so. It'd be curious then which would be the home. Well, you know, would it be Miami for Georgia then too? For sure. Yeah. I mean, would they go? Would they go? If did I just say if Clemson loses? Yeah. Okay, so that's pretty unlikely. But if Georgia's the one, Notre Dame would have to be the two. Who is the three? And there's just no way that they would set Alabama and Georgia up again. No, in the second game, that would be bizarre. How how does how does this offensive line for Georgia deal with an Alabama? Front that's pretty good. Like obviously their front line is up there. I mean the linebackers are maybe not what they have been in the past. You you got to lean on them. You just have to. I mean Georgia that the offensive line I'm not too worried about. In fact I think that's Georgia has to be able to run the ball in this game, and I'm not concerned with the offensive line in that regard. As much. who are you concerned with the running backs? Not really. I'm not really. I mean I don't. I, 
The running backs at Georgia have been – they're, they're not as good as last year's. Okay. They've been as productive. No, yeah. I'm, I'm not – I think they'll be able to run the ball against them. Just, well, if they can run the ball, this game is not quite this 13-point line that is being made out to be to me. No, it'll be a way closer game. I mean, that, that's I mean, that's that's the crucial part of this game. I yeah. Think. Uh, well, if Georgia can't, doesn't run or chooses not to run, they will lose. Yeah. Yeah. Significantly, I would say. Uh, how how if you're Georgia's defensive group, do you hold up to what Alabama will do running the ball? Not that's not that it? that's a huge concern. Um, I mean, just because you, the depth on the defensive line has been an issue. I mean, yeah. for weeks now they've been rolling long snappers at uh, um, scout team for defensive line because they just don't have enough guys. You know, the thing about it is that that everyone should remember um, in these two sort of classic matchups between Bama and Georgia in the last six years is Alabama won those games within the last three minutes of games with long passes, with 50 and 40-yard touchdowns. That's how they've won. They've they've done it on play-action pass. Well, and I guess in, in 17 that might not have been a play-action pass, but certainly was in 2012. So Alabama's physicality has led to a pass down the field. This is a Georgia-centric podcast, so the question is for everyone on YouTube and so forth is, what happens if Tua has a rough day slash night? What happens if, you know, when you throw the ball, it used to be that only one good thing could happen, but two bad would happen, which is an interception or an incompletion. What if there's a two interceptions from DeAndre Baker, a top, arguably a top ten NFL draft pick prospect? I mean, what happens if Alabama isn't what they are through the air. We're talking about the strengths that Alabama has, which they have many. Um, what happens if you have – it's hard to have an off day running the ball. Passing, that's a different oh, situation. Passing is, like, much more likely because it's just – I mean, Duke, Duke gets upset when they get upset in the tournament because they shoot a bunch of threes. Yeah, I mean, I mean, and that's just you just get agitated, and when you're not making your shots, you, it, when you're not making your throws, when you're not making your shots, it gets agitated. It, it and, can build. Yeah, and it's just that that frustration builds and builds, and it's hard to overcome that, especially one, for guys this age. Oh yeah, I mean, one thing that a buddy of mine who's tied in pretty well says to me, you know, um, that Batman just hasn't had an off night yet. What happens when they have an off night? And uh, that's do the, they have the capability to recover? Yes, I think they do. I mean, yeah, but but it's a lot easier hitting forehands and making layups than shooting threes. Yeah, and and they do. They absolutely have the capability of it because I mean, these guys are ultra talented. But they haven't been in the circumstance where they've had to. So they've not been pressured late. Georgia really hasn't either, though. This year. Yeah, but they've they've had I mean they had the LSU game where they had an attempt and they failed. They failed. Well, they were losing to Florida in the second half. True, but I mean even I mean they they came out and just kind of started to stomp them there. It's um uh, It's just uh you know, does Georgia have the diversity on offense to switch gears? Yes, but the run game has to be there because that like. Well, what happens if the run game's not there for Alabama? They can just throw it. Can Georgia turn that switch on? They they can't like Alabama can. They can't. They can't. It's not because, the same. Because Tua is more dynamic than than Jake is. No Jake, question. He, he can scramble out of the pocket and extend plays at a and Jake can too to a certain extent, but not to the way 
to a can. And so that, that opens up the, uh, the passing game when the run game isn't there much more to Alabama. My old friend uh, Dustin Lucky, I'll name drop, my old friend Dustin Lucky when we were in school at Georgia in grad school would say to me all the time, he was a defensive guy, he'd say it's really hard to go 80 yards. He said 40, 30 yards, anybody can score touchdowns. He said 80 yards, drive the length of the field, he said it's really tough to do. He said just people just, it's hard to do it. He said, and so that leads me to this question, which is, you know, are Georgia's kicking units punt and kickoff return or, or a kickoff defend, are they ready to have a really solid game with either no return yards for Alabama because of, you know, situations or, um, you know, not allowing a big play? Both these teams can have big plays in the return game. I'll say the kickoff, I bet, will be just because, I mean, Rodrigo will try and kick it out of the end zone each time. And, you know, if he doesn't, they will be ready because they gave up that one to Georgia Tech. And Kirby is not – it has – I almost guarantee has probably put so much emphasis on making sure that doesn't happen again because, I mean, I think – Well, they'll to, lose a game if they – I mean, it's very rare that a non-offensive touchdown is scored and you don't, you know, don't win the game. I mean, Georgia Tech was slaughtered. But if that were someone else – if that were Auburn, Florida, um, sort of a more traditional power. I mean, it just changes the game. Changes the game dramatically. So I mean, Georgia was up fourteen nothing or twenty one nothing at that point. It's fourteen. I think they were only yeah. up fourteen. So the game became back in doubt all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. You know, and and if that happens this weekend, that's a problem. You know, last year, it wasn't a it wasn't a special teams play, but when Georgia had the had control of this game completely, it felt like. And uh, when the Jake Fromm interception happened, when it bounced off the kid's helmet, that changed the game. It was a combination of that and I think Tua that changed the game. And I think Alabama scored on that drive. If they didn't, it felt like they did. And that was that was the catalyst. I don't – for some reason I feel like they – It might not have. But, but, but the momentum but had mo- changed. Georgia I mean, could have ended the game. You could feel it in yeah. the stadium. Yeah, Georgia could have ended the and game. it's just the – it might not have been that like Georgia or Alabama took that momentum and you know completely made it their own, but Georgia had so much at that point because it just seemed like they they were in complete control. And at that point, it was like, well, maybe they're not. They are. And and that's the thing to remember about Bama. You know, in in twelve, when Alec took that ball back for the touchdown, I think Georgia got up either eight or eleven. I think it might have been eleven, and they lost that game. They lost that game because of the surge in the fourth quarter from, from the Tide. And cause, partly because Georgia couldn't get off the field on defense. They finally did right when they needed to, and Aaron nearly saved them. But in, in the second half of this game uh, that we're talking about, Alabama really surged. They're champions. They're, they're going to – you're not just going to beat them. You're going to have to earn it, period. You're not going to get any – you know the referees are not going to take care of you in this game. Every single yard. I mean, like, and yeah. I, I don't. I feel like that's overused. No, it's much. true in this. But case. but in this game, every single yard will have to be earned. You won't have, especially Alabama. On both won't sides. Just, yeah, I mean, they won't just give you yards, really. No, no, and this matchup. We talked about it yesterday before Mark came in. And interrupted our flow, but this—I I wouldn't say interrupted. I'd say joined. <laughs> joined our flow. Um, 
this game is going to – I mean, Georgia folks are going to have to get used to this matchup. And Alabama fans will too. Yeah, that's a good point. You know, everyone talks about Clemson-Alabama um, playing over and over again. And they have, they have played three years in a row. Um, but Georgia is directly – and Georgia and Bama are in direct, directly in front of one another – Clemson and Bama both have to do a little arithmetic before playing one another, and it has to just work out. It almost didn't work out last year. Alabama snuck in. Clemson could have been playing Ohio State. Yeah. And played Georgia for the national championship instead of it being Alabama. So these two teams are going to – this is going to become commonplace. Yeah, I mean, it's it's much – Well, I would say that. I don't know. What's going to change? A and M, it's hard. LSU, May. It's hard to vision. It's vision that. Of course, it's hard to look two years in the future and say. Yeah. It's, but I mean, this year obviously, and next year it's pretty. Seems pretty. Not clear. much changes next year. Yeah. You, you now Alabama will lose some kids. Georgia will lose a couple. Right. They'll lose DeAndre Baker. That's a big loss. For sure. Ledbetter. That hurts. Um. Which other seniors? You could lose Rodrigo. You lose Terry Godwin. Yeah. You could lose Nicole Hardman. Uh, you, you could, could lose lo- Tyler Clark. You could you could lose Tyler Clark, Rodrigo. You could lose Nicole. DeAndre Walker. Well, DeAndre Walker leaves. That's a big loss. That's a big loss. But that one. De- DeAndre Baker is the one that. DeAndre Walker, I don't want to say is replaceable, but is easier to replace. Than Baker, with, with what for they sure. Have. Oh, no question. I mean, yeah, D-Bake has I mean, just been a, a generational player. You know, the thing about it is, I saw Tyson Campbell today <clears throat> at practice, and Mel Tucker was, yeah, co- he was coaching him mm-hmm. hard. Yeah, no, I, I, He's I, going I, to I wrote about that a little bit. I mean, he was, he was yeah, very detailed in what it was. Yeah. Something, it was just about, like, you know, which hand to use. Which hand. Uh, and, like, where to place it, how to place it. And the thing about it is, man, I remember this. It does look like the guys are going real fast. But when you're out there, you do have to think about what you're doing. What I mean to say is you don't want to think too much, but you should be able to put your hands and or feet the way that they're supposed to be. That's the point of practice. It's not all instinctual. No, it can't all be instinctual or you're going to have some problems. I remember having to learn – you know, in basketball, the way we did it in college was the exact opposite of the way that we did it at Tucker. And that took a long time to get used to. We we did regular pivots at Tucker, whereas at Coker, it was called a reverse pivot because Coach wanted us to open up to the basket completely. It took a little time to get used to that. For these guys, I mean, Tyson Campbell is basically, for me, it would be like late January in basketball my freshman year, and I still didn't know what I was doing. On honestly, it was hard. Well, yeah, yeah. I think people kind of, they've kind of shit on Tyson Campbell a little bit, um, <clears throat> a little too much. And and I mean, he he hadn't played well. He was not doing well. LSU, he got straight abused in that right. game. And but he's a freshman. Fresh right. being a freshman corner, it makes especially a, a corner opposite of DeAndre Baker. Is hard to but, do, but he will be one of the guys. Him or Stokes or I think it's Stokes will probably be the starter. But I mean, no, I, I mean should, ne- I'm talking about oh, next year. Yeah, hey, those two, Mark Webb or Mark be- Webb looked good to me today. Yeah, I mean his he's, foot, he's, he's, the he's, way he can move quickly. Um, they have loaded up guys in this program. That's it. That's all there is to it. 
In such a quick amount of time, too. Well, yes, but... I mean, just think... Uh, offensive line specifically. Oh, Look yeah. at the difference between 2016 and right now. And that, that makes me think, too, about what... You know, a win for Georgia in this game would change the narrative for for a while. It would be no longer Alabama's dominant. People will still say that, and it would still be true. And, yeah, but they aren't – yeah, they won't be the kings of the SEC, even though Georgia won. Well, I mean, shit, if Georgia wins back-to-back SEC championships, Alabama hasn't done that in a while, a couple of years, 14 and 15. So that's not that long ago. But To them – well, excuse me, 15, 16, right? Didn't they beat the, the Gators' brains in a couple of times? But, uh, yeah, you know, it was Jim McElwain. Right. Win, winning, it, winning it in back-to-back is, is always fresher in your mind when you've just done it. But, um, but nationally more, it would be like, you know, who is this that's coming around? LSU has not recruited like Georgia, period. Clemson has recruited well. They've recruited better than LSU, but they've not recruited like Georgia has these last three years. No. They don't, there's been three schools, Ohio State, Georgia, and Clem- and uh, it's, it's been those three schools, see. And, that's, and that one of them is directly in your way. It's going to get real interesting in 2020 if things change because um, then you're talking about they play in the regular season. They can't both arrive undefeated then. We've not seen if, – if, of course, Bama didn't show up last year, and the year before that Georgia wasn't what they are right now. But we've not seen a five-year war here in this league in a while. It's been since the early 90s where Bama and Florida both, you know, fought one another pretty hard, and Florida got the better edge of that one. I mean, if you look at it right now, that looks very clearly what – sort of seems like. The next four or five years – not easily, but very likely. That's what be. it looks like. Because the, the the West path is tough and everything. It is. But the East, it just, unless it's Florida that comes up quickly and starts recruiting. I mean, like, they got to get in the top 20 in recruiting. Where they got, at right now? I think 21 or so. That's not going to work. 15 ain't going to work. No, not, not, not in this league. Not with these two teams right, right. now. Right. I mean, LSU, I mean, Oregon, I think, is in the top five. Texas A&M is. Georgia, Alabama. I mean, Texas A&M may be the threat. Maybe it's maybe it, it just, is Texas it, it A&M. It all depends how, I mean, how Jimbo works out because that's still a little unclear. Because I mean, right now eight and four with you them. can't give away games like they did to Auburn. No, you can't. But I mean, it's it's their first year. It's the first year with that's them. right, and they have a lot. of I talent. mean, Georgia gave a game away in 2016 for sure with Vanderbilt. No question, they gave yeah, a game or away. I mean, really that badly was bad. So. That was bad. Same way Texas A&M, though, was with Auburn this year. Texas A&M, if they – if Jimbo and them recruit at the level that is, you know, the way that that they are right now, slash Kirby and Nick and Urban have, then you're talking about a team that can challenge. What I wonder about Jimbo, though, is things – the way things fell apart at Florida State – was not ideal. Oh, it was bad. And uh, until he gets a quarterback in there. Yeah, Calamon's not going to do it. Calamon's he's got an issue. Here, Kirby didn't walk into a situation with – well, he walked into it with Eason, and then he got from and got fields. Quarterbacks have not been an issue here. 
at Alabama. I mean, there's always there, – there At Texas A&M, there's a – you know, do you have an elite quarterback? There seems to always be an elite – like elite quarterback prospects in Atlanta, a several. And Kirby seemed – Well, why, why why couldn't Trevor Lawrence have gone to Texas A&M? I mean, he could or, have. or Tennessee or, you know. That's the difference. I mean, Clemson – would not be where they're at right now without Trevor. They would they excuse me. They may well have been undefeated. With Kelly Bryant? Yeah. Yeah. I think I think they're right. 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 But they wouldn't be a true threat to win the national championship with him, I don't think. It's gonna be tough enough for everybody as it is, but with Kelly Bryant as your guy, that's not ideal. And if you know, if LSU's gonna go get Kelly Bryant for next year, that doesn't solve the riddle for for beating Alabama. You've got to have a playmaker or a quarterback. Like and not just a playmaker, like a dynamic. A playmaker, a quarterback, and Jake Fromm proved last year at the end of the year, I can do this. Those last, I mean, SEC championship, Rose, Rose Bowl, Bowl national championship. I mean, he was on a whole new level from what he has, and he's gonna have to play like that. I mean, but he's been insane so far, like these past. Well, he really didn't play well against LSU. No, that, that was, that was bad. really, that was, really, really, really bad. That was really bad, but I mean, after that. Each game, he, he's played well. He's played. He hasn't done anything like this, just ridiculously crazy. But he's played just. The one interception against Auburn was just a bad throw. It was a throw to the inside, and yeah. you know, guys are allowed to make mistakes physically. That's what that not, was. I mean, yeah, you're not going to be perfect. You, yeah, but well, I mean, he'll, think he'll, too, have to, he'll have to be damn near perfect. You would, you would think Tua has been much of this season, and there are things, there are throws Tua can make that I just, it's just you don't see him. Very every day, so he'll be a number one, two or three NFL draft pick when he goes. But in this particular game, George is going to have to figure out how to stop him, or excuse me, to slow him down, at least to some degree. And maybe it's sit on the ball. Maybe if you're Georgia, you say, you know what, we're going to try to win this game in the twenties. We're not playing this forties shit. You realize Alabama has only allowed, uh, only scored fewer than fifty points. I think it's four three, times. It's four times. Yeah, four times this season. That's legit. It's hard to score like that, man. It's hard to score points like that. All right, tomorrow we will figure out even more. We'll have all sorts of answers for y'all. Thanks for listening to Riding in the Car with Dean and uh, Dylan here on Dog Post. We'll see you tomorrow.